Welcome to the Live for Eternity podcast. We get that unhealthy food eventually equals unhealthy bodies. But what about what we put in our minds? And is that not even more important? Hey, thanks for joining me today. I'm the host, BJ Herndon. Uh, It means a lot that you would tune in. Um, I have got some great content that I'm so excited to share with you today. But before we dive into that, I want to make a quick announcement. Um, We are now, in addition to how you normally uh, listen to these podcasts, we are now also on YouTube. So I'm putting together a video version of the podcast. So if that is where you would like to find your podcast content and listen to it, then uh, we are there as well. Um, So the main thing we'll be doing there is um, just putting these podcasts. We'll also put together some short little video clips just to highlight different things that uh, we're doing in training and things like that. Uh, But then some bonus content will also make its way onto the YouTube channel. Things like um, I plan on putting together some workout videos. You know, I don't have a gym membership and really I never have in my whole health journey process. And so uh, everything that I have accomplished so far, the weight that I've lost and muscle that I've built, things like that, uh, I've been able to do by doing just workouts at home and through uh, running and the healthy diet. And so it's things that really anybody can do and experience some real results. And so I'm planning on putting together some workout videos where you can work out and follow along at home while I do the workouts and show you what to do and have some tips and some pointers on there. Um, the first one I'm going to do is I put together a uh, a workout that uh, is really geared towards runners. It So it focuses on legs and core, um, and it doesn't really require any equipment. Um, most All these exercises can be done effectively with just plain body weight. Um, Although for some of them, uh, you could take it to another level and just probably build more muscle if you add in some weights, you know, like holding on to a pair of dumbbells while you do the exercise. Um, The only gear that I really have for it is I use a metal folding chair for some of the specific exercises in the workout, you know, such as like Bulgarian split squats, which I am, I love to hate or I hate to love them. I guess it depends on the day because they're so tough, but I could definitely see where they're going to pay off in the long run by consistently getting those in each week. Um, So things like that. So as long as you have a chair or just a weight bench, or I mean, you could even use like a dining room chair or something like that um, just to get one leg elevated, then you can follow along and achieve some real results. The real reason why I'm doing this workout a couple times a week is just because I want to build a stronger and more uh, injury-resistant body. I just don't want to get hurt this year. And I also believe it's going to make me uh, run a little bit more efficiently and a little faster at races, which is you know, a very welcome benefit to strength training, and I'm not opposed to that at all. So uh, once that is available, that will be on uh, YouTube on the channel. So I'll put a link to our YouTube channel in the show notes and you can uh, follow along from there and if you'd like you can subscribe so that you get notified whenever we put new content out there all right well that's the announcements let's get into today's episode i'm so excited about this this is something it kind of intimidates me to talk about but it is so needed so important so relevant to our world today for uh, anyone for runners especially for athletes you'll be able to see a direct benefit to this Um, But just people in general, this is something that people 
um, struggle with. And so today, I want to talk to you about the power of the mind. And so why is that? Well, most of the time, I believe your mind is your biggest limiting factor. The battle is usually won or lost before it even starts in your mind. If you'll stay committed to something until the end, or if you give up, it all comes down ultimately to a mental decision. Even how difficult something feels uh, is a mental decision. It's a mindset. And so you've probably seen this yourself. Uh, If you go out to run three miles, then um, that feels vastly different than the first three miles of like a 10 mile long run. The distance is the same, but your mentality is really what changed between them. And, you know, we've seen that the body is incredibly resilient. It can take an extreme amount of pressure and just keep going, but our brains are wired to protect us. It's nearly impossible to push past that inner voice telling us to stop or to slow down or to slack off a little bit. But we have seen that it is possible. And for one, David Goggins showed us that. Now, I'm just going to say I'm personally not a fan of his choice of language, so I don't see everything he writes or all the content he puts out. Uh, But you can't deny, if you know who he is, you can't deny that guy's learned how to completely silence his mind and push his body to the ultimate limit. And for him, he even keeps going past that. Um, I just thought that running 50 miles on a stress fracture was crazy until I heard about what Goggins did um, in his running career. Uh, If you don't know who he is, you can Google him. There's tons of information about him. You'll find stories about running ultra marathons with broken feet and while his kidneys were shutting down because he pushed himself so hard. It's crazy. And so let me just be clear. I'm not recommending that kind of behavior for anyone, but it does reveal how much room most of us have available to grow when it comes to the strength of our minds. And so my goal today is to equip you with tools that you can use to help strengthen your mind to push past boundaries and so that you can live a life of victory. Now, before I dive into this subject, let me first of all say, I'm not an expert when it comes to the subject of the mind and how it works. Like I said, this whole concept intimidates me a little bit because there's so much depth to it. Um, In fact, I'm not even sure I can accurately define what is and what isn't part of your brain. So, for instance, as far back as I can find, uh, your emotions have always been associated with your heart, right? I mean, we hear phrases like, follow your heart, or, you know, they wear their heart on their sleeves, or I love you with all my heart. But from my science background, I know that our hearts are a muscular organ that's responsible for pumping blood to our extremities and to the other organs. So the heart isn't capable of processing thoughts, so that can't be what's controlling our emotions. That's something that has to happen in the mind. And the reason I bring that up is because that just goes to show that the mind is a tricky thing to define and to diagnose. And another disclaimer I want to give right from the start is that there are real mental issues that I don't claim to know how to fix. There are things that, in the natural, they can only be remedied with medication to fix chemical imbalances and through therapy. So I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. So I won't claim to know how all of that works. In fact, until just a few years ago, my remedy for anyone dealing with mental health was to suck it up, to have some faith, and get over it. 
I was convinced that any mental issue could be overcome by sheer will. And I'm not sure where that mindset specifically came from, uh, because I don't remember anyone in my past that acted like that or that tried to make me believe that. Now, I just grew up somehow with this tough guy mentality, which probably surprises you because I don't feel like I necessarily look like a tough guy. But since then, I've learned that mental health is a real issue that goes deeper than what many people can overcome on their own. And while I can't claim to be able to fix every mental issue, I do believe that what I have to share today will help all of us become stronger mentally and will help us reduce anxiety and help us all build a victorious mindset. So let's get into it. Whenever I look at these problems, such as worry, anxiety, stress, depression, or uh, people just going through life feeling defeated. My tendency is to go back to the beginning and to see what changes happen from there. So my personal beliefs, I firmly believe that we're here as a result of being created by God, and I fully believe in what the Bible says about the creation of the universe by an almighty God. And if God created us, That means he knows the best. He's the designer. So think about God's original design. We see in Genesis that everything God made, he made for us. He made it for humans, for people. God literally created the entire earth and put everything perfectly in place during creation before he created the first human, who was Adam, and put him in the Garden of Eden. Then God looked at everything and he said it was all good. And the only thing that he said wasn't good was it wasn't good for man to be alone. So he created the first woman, who's Eve, and put her in the garden with Adam. And so I want you to just take a moment and get a mental picture of what that life might have looked like. So Genesis chapter 2 tells us that the garden was full of every kind of good tree with fruit to eat. And so Adam's job was to work the garden and to give animals names. And so that sounds like a pretty simple life. There was plenty of food for them to eat in the garden. And so I imagine that uh, whenever it says Adam worked the garden, that basically meant he got up each day, went out there to the orchard and picked whatever sounded good and looked good to eat for that day. So there were no deadlines. There were no schedules. There were no notifications, no meetings. In fact, the only meeting that they had was walking with God through the garden whenever he would visit. And there was only one rule. The one rule was don't eat from the two specific trees in the middle of the garden. So can you imagine that? Like, what a great life. No stress, no worry, no timeline, no schedule. And if you ever did get stressed or worried about something, your creator would literally show up and walk with you through it. I mean, think about it. How much stress would that get rid of if we knew exactly what God was saying to us in every moment or every decision? That was God's original design. And we can learn some lessons from this. First of all, we weren't created to be so busy and so hurried like we are today. God created us to be in close communication and relationship with him. And as a side note, just look at how far our nutrition and diet has changed from the time in the garden. There's no telling how all of these preservatives uh, that are in our food today, how they affect our mind in the long term. And plus, the rise of illness and disease due to 
improper nutrition has to affect our minds because you're not happy or thinking at your best when you don't feel good. Think about how our day-to-day lives have changed since then. Because of sin, now we have to work to provide food for ourselves. That work has added compounding stress on our bodies and our minds. We now have school and sports and work and church and housework and responsibilities to deal with. So, okay, that's probably not helping calm your anxiety very much. But the truth is, we're here now. That's the reality of the situation. We can change a lot of things about our lives, but we'll never get back to exactly how it was in the garden until God makes a new heaven and a new earth. So, the question is, what can we do now? The good news is that even though we weren't designed for this crazy life we find ourselves in, God has given us the tools to be able to succeed in it. And so the first tool that I want to look at is exercise. Because we see from the original design, God made us to move. He made us to work and to find fulfillment in things that we accomplish. And if that weren't the case, then we wouldn't get this rush of endorphins that make us feel good whenever we complete a goal. And we can see through science that the more inactive we are, the more our bodies break down. Some of us like to take those movements to the extreme. Our goal is to see how far we can push ourselves. And when you spend more time at the edge of your limit, that's where injury is most likely to happen. So what I'm talking about is consistently training to build your fitness and just to create a stronger overall body. And look at what happens when you train consistently. For one, your body adapts to the training. You become stronger and fitter and can perform at a higher level. Physical adaptations occur that increase your physical limits. Your body learns how to get rid of lactic acid more quickly and your form improves to allow you to do what you do more efficiently while using less energy. You might also lose weight in the process, which also helps you become even more efficient with your exercises. There's no denying that consistent training produces real physical results. I'm not denying that at all. However, I'm convinced that the biggest change that happens is not in your body, but in your mind. I believe that the mental change is equal to, and at times even greater, than the physical changes that happen in your body. First of all, it improves your self-esteem because you're doing things that make you healthier, and that just feels good. By the way, let me just say this. It's completely appropriate to allow yourself to celebrate physical gains and milestones. In fact, that is nearly essential for anyone to stick to a goal. When you reach it, and even when you reach smaller goals along the way, take a moment and celebrate those wins. That is a great way to improve and to create a positive mindset. Whenever you push past a physical limit, that increases your mental limit. That gives you confidence to try new things or to do even greater things than what you've done before. And so let me just take a moment and talk about confidence. Confidence is a word that uh, to many of us, it's a red flag for a lot of Christians. And that's because for many people, when they think of confidence, they automatically think of self-confidence, which is usually pride. But confidence and pride are not the same thing. I'm confident that I'm on my way to heaven because of what Jesus did for me. Pride would be me thinking that I'm going to heaven because of all the good that I've done or because I deserve it. 
Pride is thinking too highly of yourself, but confidence is taking an honest and accurate look at yourself and allowing yourself to be content in the work that you've done. For a follower of Christ, our confidence comes first and foremost in the work Jesus did for us. But we can also feel confidence in knowing that we train hard enough to reach a certain goal. But aside from confidence and a positive mindset, there are more mental benefits whenever you exercise regularly. Starting your day with exercise begins a chain reaction of positive decisions. When you start with a positive decision, it's easier to keep those positive decisions going. So whenever I wake up early and run, then typically what happens is I'll follow that run by deciding to eat a nutritious breakfast, and then I plan something healthy for lunch, and then I normally have the energy to clean up around the house before I ever leave. And that exercise puts me in a better mood. If I plan to run early, but then my alarms go off, and instead I choose to stay in bed and sleep, then what happens? I get out of bed late, I feel rushed, I get stressed, I get grumpy, and I'll probably grab a Pop-Tart as I head out the door, which isn't terrible fuel for an ultramarathon, but it's not the best decision when that's how you're choosing to wake up your metabolism for the day after skipping a morning workout. And it's hard to turn that train around once it's going a certain direction. So try to start each day with positive decisions. So for the next few tips I have for you, I need to go back to the owner's manual. So I'll be referencing the Bible quite a few times. And so let me just say, I apologize in advance if I start to sound too preachy with all of this. Uh, But also, side note, it's crazy to me that mental health has so recently become such a big issue Not because it wasn't an issue before, but because through research we've realized recently how big of an issue it's always been. But what's crazy is the Bible has so many verses about our minds and about mindset and about how to strengthen our minds and have a healthy mind. It's almost like God knew that we would be struggling with this and how we would need to overcome so many of today's issues. And so a huge way to improve your mentality is to be careful about what you allow to enter your mind and what you allow your mind to dwell on. And that order is important. It all starts with what you allow to enter into your mind. If you never have a negative thought in the first place, it won't be a temptation for you to dwell on. Romans 12, 1 through 2 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. It says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, it says, Don't conform to the pattern of this world. Let me just tell you, that's a tough one. In this age where we're all connected immediately by technology, it's so hard to not let the world define our choices about entertainment. And I'm as guilty as anyone of wanting to see the latest blockbuster movie and TV shows. You know, FOMO or the fear of missing out, that's a real thing. And we all want to be current and relevant about the latest trends and fashions and the stories of the entertainment industry. I mean, that stuff, being in the know and staying up to date, thats it's, it's so addictive. And it's incredibly difficult to not let the world define our worth or our success. 
but we have to. When we embrace a life of pursuing health, one of the first decisions we have to make is to choose to avoid putting unhealthy things into our bodies. We get that unhealthy food eventually equals unhealthy bodies. But what about what we put in our minds? And is that not even more important? What good is it to attempt to pursue a healthy body if our minds are rotting from the influences of this world? A healthy body can't overpower a mind that is broken down from destructive influences. We must be careful about the things that we allow ourselves to see, hear, and experience. And that leads to the question, who is controlling your mind? Romans 8, 5-8 through 8 says, Those who live according to the flesh, or the world, have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed or controlled by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. You know, that puts it pretty clearly. If we allow the world to control our minds, the end result is death. But if we allow the Spirit to control our thoughts, the end result is life and peace. What we all ultimately need is peace. Peace is what calms our fear and anxiety. Peace is what quiets down all the outer noise so that we can hear the truth our Heavenly Father whispers to us. So controlling our input is the first step, but the next is what we let our minds dwell on. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And this is a great standard to judge our thoughts by. If something isn't true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy, we shouldn't be thinking about it. And I understand that we'll never be able to control 100% of those intrusive thoughts. But we can control what we allow ourselves to dwell on. So whenever you think low of yourself, ask yourself, is that true? Probably not entirely. Is it pure? Most likely it's caused by some sort of negative influence that you have that thought. Is it admirable to think low of yourself? Well, no. Because you deserve more than that. Jesus said you're worth more than that. Whenever you think you're not capable of accomplishing something, is that true? It will be if you let it be, but it doesn't have to be. Is quitting something praiseworthy? No, but sticking with it until the end sure is. So run your thoughts through this grid and only dwell on the ones that pass the test. If it doesn't pass the test, then just let it go. Don't dwell on it. The next tool we have to improve our minds is prayer. I told you I was getting preachy today, but this is so true because prayer releases us from carrying the weight of our negative thoughts. So Paul writes in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, he starts off, says, do not be anxious about anything. And so let me just stop right there. Because you can tell that the Apostle Paul wasn't married because the first thing that he says is, don't worry about it. (laughs) Let me just tell you from personal experience that if my wife has been losing sleep for three nights from worrying about something, and then she tells me about it, and my first words are, 
Don't worry about it. That's not going to fix the problem. In fact, that's going to create a whole new problem. The difference between me doing that and what Paul said is that Paul doesn't stop there. He keeps going with an answer to the problem. So the full verse says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So Paul is telling us to, first of all, to take our needs to God. You see, we don't have to carry the weight of all of our burdens. We can take them to God and just let them go. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, said, Come to me, all who labor and who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, Jesus wants to take the weight that we're carrying and replace it with rest for our souls. I mean, what kind of an awesome deal is that? When we read about Jesus carrying the cross, that represents him carrying the weight of all of our struggles. It's human nature for us to want to feel guilt and to feel that weight for the wrong that we've done or for bad decisions that we've made. But that's not God's desire for us. We weren't created to carry that kind of stress. But God can handle it. Sometimes the hardest thing for us to do is to let go of burdens that we feel like we should be carrying on our own. But just know there's an alternative. There's another way. And if you can find the strength to let go and to give it to God, then you'll find peace and rest that your body, soul, and mind really needs. So notice that this verse didn't just say to pray about things, but it said to pray with thanksgiving. And there's a difference between praying with a woe is me attitude and praying with thanksgiving. The first leads you to focusing on your flaws and mistakes. It elevates the size of your problem. But when you pray with thanksgiving, that puts the focus on God and elevates our view of Him. Thanksgiving and gratitude put our minds in the proper place whenever we pray. And we find that it's easier to let go of our problems when we're bringing them to a God that we know is bigger than them. When we do that, God's peace that's so great that it doesn't even make sense will guard our hearts and our minds. So one more point to make about improving your mindset is to be honest with yourself, but also be kind to yourself. You know, it's easy to do one or the other, but it's incredibly difficult to do both. When we're instructed to love others as we love ourselves, I think there's an overlooked message in there that we're supposed to love ourselves. And not in an arrogant or prideful or boastful way, but in a way that leads us to make healthy, productive decisions for ourselves. You don't have to deny the realities of life, even when they don't look good. But you also don't have to put yourself down as you face them. And so here's what it can look like when you're honest and kind with yourself. So last year, before running in the Praying Ninja Warrior 5K, um, I had some goals. I knew that there could be people there that were faster than me, and so I didn't 
have a goal for where I wanted to finish compared to anybody else. I mean, it, it's always great going into a race, uh, wanting to win, but I didn't have any kind of goal like that because I knew there could have been things outside of my control that happened. And so uh, instead, um, I knew that I had uh, improved my fitness through the summer. And so my goal was to run a 5K PR for myself. So right before the race started, I had this conversation with myself and I, I told myself, this is going to be tough. You'll want to quit. You'll be running harder and for longer than you ever have. So this isn't going to feel good. In fact, you know that it'll hurt a lot. Your heart will be beating near its max. Your legs will get tired. Your breathing will be labored. Your mind will be screaming at you to slow down. But you don't have to because you've trained for months to do this. You've put in the miles to build your endurance, and you've put in time on the track building your speed. So don't settle for anything less than the best you've ever done, because you can do this. And you know what? I did. I did it. I ran a 5K PR and somehow managed to win the race. You know, I didn't try and ignore the fact that it wasn't going to be easy. That was the reality of the situation. That had to happen. And so I accepted that. But I also accepted that I could handle it. And you can do the same thing. Whenever you face a challenge, be honest about it. If you break your leg, you don't have to feel bad about accepting the fact that it really happened. You know, we live in an imperfect world. And bad things happen to all of us. And a lot of times, there's nothing we can do to prevent those things from happening. But when those things do happen, give yourself some grace as you move forward from there. You know, the truth is, uh, ultimately, our minds are a difficult thing for us to control. And there are some things that happen in our mind that are outside of our control. But uh, like I've shared with you today, there's a lot of things that you can control, a lot of positive steps that you can take to Uh, reduce your worry and stress and anxiety and to help you overcome depression and a defeated mindset and to walk through life with with a sense of victory, of that confidence of knowing that if Jesus overcame this life and he lives in you and is empowering you, then you can overcome as well. And so I hope that what we shared today has encouraged you a little bit. Um, Just remember to focus on him. Don't let those negative thoughts control your mind, and control your day. But instead, focus on the work that you put in. Have confidence in the fact that you can do difficult things and that whenever your strength runs out, that that's where God's begins. Because with God on your side, as long as you keep going, you can't fail. And that is how you live for eternity. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it really does mean a lot that you would take the time to uh, hear this out. And I really genuinely hope and pray that you found something valuable from um, what was shared today. You know, this issue of uh, mental health and just how to have you know a positive mindset and the power of our minds, it's, it's a topic that I still feel like is something I don't even grasp or understand all of it myself. But it's something that is too important for me to just ignore or uh, not look at and not 
talk about and not address just because I don't have all the answers. Honestly, uh, none of us have all of the answers. There's a whole lot that goes into this. Uh, it is a it's a a big deal um, because ultimately, I mean, the the thoughts that we have control our actions and our outcomes, and so uh, we've got to get this right uh, because there are people that are watching us. They're counting on us to succeed and to follow through with things and to finish well. I mean, that's the whole point of life is to one one day stand before God and hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's what life is all about. And so we've got to keep going. And um, if our minds aren't strong, we're not going to keep going. And so we got to keep taking the right steps, uh, remove those negative influences, um, surround ourselves with the right voices, the right people um, that are going to keep us on the right track. Um, I hope and pray that if you do regularly um, listen to this podcast, that uh, my voice is one that keeps you encouraged on the right track. Because um, I do believe that there's a lot that followers of Christ have to gain um, both in this world and the next. Um, I I believe that there's a lot of great things we can accomplish um, just temporarily, you know, by worldly standards while we're here. We could lead the way in many areas of life to represent Christ well, um, but also ultimately our, our main goal is to point people to Jesus so that he'll make an eternal difference in their life as well. Um, it's all about him. It's only through him. And in fact, this whole issue of, of our minds and mental health, um, ultimately, God has the answers. He's, he's the only one that can bypass uh, science and medicine and do a supernatural work. And so um, as we wrap up today, I just want to say a prayer of blessing over everyone that's listening today. Lord, I thank you for all that you are. I thank you that God, you are our designer. You created us. You made us. And even though um, this life that we're living in now, the the planet we're on, looks vastly different than how you originally designed things to be, God, you still have created us and made a way for us to, to walk through this life with victory in every area. God, I ask that you would help um, keep our minds pure. Help us to keep our minds focused on you, to uh, think about good things, positive things, uh, true things, and not allow the lies of this world or the enemy to um, influence us in a negative way. God, keep our minds strong. Um, And if there's um, anyone that's listening today that is dealing with um, an issue um, they feel just uh, overwhelmed or stressed out or they're they're fighting depression right now. God, would you just let your peace, the peace that passes understanding, just wash over them and overwhelm them, Lord, with your peace. God, uh, let it be done in a way so that only you get the credit for this because our victory is ultimately through you and you alone. God, let us live our lives for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Once again, uh, go out there, do your best to put this in practice, surround yourselves with the right voices, the right influences, and live every day, every moment, every opportunity for eternity. God bless. God bless.